and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 63rd episode of the podcast for the week of July 29th, 2019. So let's break it down a bit. Here's what to expect. The goal is to help guide and prepare you for the utmost awareness of the energy in the moment. For if you use the energy consciously, it has a better chance of working for you. I'll kick off the show with a weekly astro report, along with a few tarot polls and our animal ambassador of the week. Then a guest will join me in conversation around a chosen topic. And this week, I'm so happy to welcome back my dear friend, fellow astrologer and cosmic philosopher, James David Wade, who's going to join me in a discussion on the light of the sun. And I will just say uh, there might be a bit of randomness in this talk because we were really flying by our seat of the pants because I was like, let's just record. Okay. And so, (laughs) Uh, It should be a fun one, to say the least. Um, But before we get started here, please remember, as always, take what resonates and leave the rest, because only you know you best. So thank you so much for joining me here today, and if you'd like to show appreciation for my work and get early Sunday access for only $1 per month, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. I also have a tip jar on the front page of my website if you would like to make a one-time donation. And all is welcome. So if you want to access that, you can do so over at energeticprinciples.com. So let's get down to this week's astro report. Our lunar lady starts out the week in the darkest part of her waning cycle and in the intuitive waters of Cancer before she moves into the heart-centered fires of Leo on Wednesday and where she will make her new moon conjunction that evening. She continues on, now in her waxing phase, through the lion's den before heading into the discerning earth of Virgo on Friday. She will hang out in this purifying space until moving into the social air of Libra on Sunday and where we will close out the week. So just a quick heads up, all time approximations are for North America. So if you live in Europe at about eight hours, and if you are in Australia or the East at about 17 hours, or basically the following day. And keep in mind that timing isn't always precise, as astrological transits, otherwise known as the connections that planets make to one another, have varied emphasis as they apply and separate. So it is quite possible to feel the energy sooner or later than the exact moment of contact. Well, my friends, this is bound to be an eventful week, I would say, because we kick off the week with a sun square to Uranus, right before we have our new moon in Leo on Wednesday, and then Mercury stations to regain forward motion at the time of the new moon. We also have Venus shaking things up as she follows the sun and makes her own trine to Chiron and a square to Uranus. So let us waste no time and dive right in. On Monday, we start out the week with the moon in Cancer, and she will make a sextile to Uranus. 
Speaking of Uranus, we also have the sun making a square to Uranus that day. And let me just remind you that the sun made a trine to Chiron the day before, which I touched on in my previous episode. Uh, So there can be some residual energy of those two playing together. But to recap, the sun, you know, this is our vital energy, our life force. It's our conscious awareness. uh, And really, whenever we have a sun transit, we are turning a page. And so with squares, you know, things are activated. There are challenges. There are events. There is a friction that gets us moving. And if we find ourselves at a crossroads with something, there really is nobody's fault around it because it is what it is. And so where are we crossroading? And that is Uranus. And Uranus is a planet of surprise and fast, unexpected change, or where we are awakened and have a turnaround of some sort because we need freedom or we need to liberate or shake some things up. And that can be stormy as we try to shake off, uh, you know, debris that is weighing us down. So, you know, static is in the air and lightning will be cracking all around in the first part of the week as the sun makes its biannual square to Uranus. And this is actually the second time we have had the sun in Leo square Uranus and Taurus, with the first pass happening on July 25th of 2018. So you may want to look back to the time to see, you know, what may have been coming up for you then. Because I actually looked back in my own journal to this date, and surprisingly, it was the first time I had tried the Beyond Burger, which is a veggie meat that emulates, uh, you know, real cow meat. And it it was something I had been wanting to try for a while, but I had yet to see it carried anywhere. And so it blew my mind when I ate it. It blew my mind that I I found it at the grocery store down the street from me. And then when I ate it, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And so how Uranus in Taurus is that? And so I was definitely awakened by the Sun-Uranus activation to something that I now love. Uh, you know, I love Beyond Burgers and, you know, which is so Leo because Leo is love. So I just loved, uh, so much love, all the love. And so I thought that was fascinating per- uh, personally. Now, another part of this, I think, as it is happening in fixed signs, is that many of us are at a crossroads within some very fixed aspects of our lives. And this may be the spark that will be, uh, that will help awaken things further as we have Jupiter transits that are just around the corner. But first, we need to shake things up a bit before we can grow or even know the right way to go. So although the sun meeting Uranus can bring surprising moments and even accidents for some people, if not care just so, just FYI. But overall, we are all going to be awakened to something in some way, and it is important to root that energy down. Now, with the sun in Leo, it may be the heart's desire that is looking for ways to sustain itself within everyday concerns, such as finances or our work life or, you know, those types of things. And so if your heart isn't in something this week, you are really going to feel it. Uh, Because mundane reality gets a shakeup as a fire is lit within. And with Uranus looking to Venus and Venus looking to the sun, it all comes back to the heart. What brings us joy and how our creative fires can be acted upon and manifested in the real world. So assert yourself in positive ways that help to transform your surroundings and shake off energetic residue that is weighing things down. 
All right, so the bottom line for Monday is that emotional energy is high as the moon moves through Cancer while she is in her balsamic and introspective phase. There is a lot of internal momentum taking place, particularly as the Cancer moon sextiles into that quaking energy of Uranus. And where our awareness is shaking up, you know, luckily our emotional reactions can use that energy in a positive way that brings nourishment. Now, on Tuesday, the moon is still in Cancer, and she will make an opposition to Saturn, a trine to Neptune, an opposition to Pluto, and then a conjunction to Mercury retrograde, which, by the way, that conjunction will be the last aspect uh, Mercury gets by the moon before it stations direct. And so the bottom line for Tuesday is, is that With Luna making aspects with heavy hitters such as Saturn, Neptune, and Pluto throughout the day, there are likely to be a few moody ups and downs as we move through this security-conscious energy. So if you are feeling a bit crabby on Tuesday, take a time out uh, at some point to connect internally to see what is contributing to that state. Now, in the evening, the dark moon connects with a stationing Mercury retrograde, making this night prime fodder for, you know, tomorrow's new moon and the conclusions we have come to during the Mercury retrograde season. So definitely look to Tuesday night to get some maybe aha moments kind of settling in. Now, on Wednesday, we have our new moon in Leo, uh, which will happen at 8, 12 p.m. here on the Pacific Coast. So for a lot of the world, it's happening on Thursday, but for here, it's happening in the evening. Uh, But along the way, we have... Uh, Luna making a conjunction to Venus, a square to Uranus, and then she will make that conjunction to the sun. Now, not only do we have a new moon happening at 8 degrees and 37 minutes of Leo, we also have Mercury stationing direct on the lunar eclipse point. That was just a few weeks ago on July 16th. So let us start with our new moon here. And just uh, FYI, I always post an eclipse article on my page over at energeticprinciples.com where I go in more depth and share Sabian symbol information and other things of my own musings with the lunar cycles. And of course, if you want that sent straight to your inbox, you can go over to my website at energeticprinciples.com and sign up for my mailing list. All right, so here we have a new moon upon us, and we are finally rebirthing a new cycle out of this eclipse season because, whoo, it's been a... It's been a doozy, necessary, (laughs) but that intense at times. So I think this lunation seed will be a fiery one as we plant and root down where we are finding inspiration and what the heart has been telling us. Because this is a perfect time to treat yourself and start the cycle off right. For self-care and a little pampering can be just what is needed to start things off, uh, you know, on the good foot. And particularly as Venus sits with the sun and is about to square Uranus. So care for yourself and indulge in a way you wouldn't normally, for it can feel amazing and fill the heart, which is a perfect start to this lunation cycle. Because the Uranian energy is helping us release and burn off the old. So like a phoenix rising from the ashes— you know, we can reinvigorate uh, the more stable areas of our lives with this new burst of life that is coming our way. Now, with Mercury stationing uh, here, Mercury has been in retrograde motion since July 7th when the messenger stationed for backward movement at 4 degrees Leo, having originally started its Cancer shadow period on June 20th. 
So now we have Mercury stationing direct on our July 16th lunar eclipse point, making this a key period for an understanding of emotional intelligence to seed in because Mercury is that intellectual function. And of course, Cancer, where it is stationing, is that emotional one. So I think the two get to pair at this time. So pairing this with our new moon in Leo, which is centered around the heart and its needs, we can see that this period is very significant for pushing off from this in-between crossroads-like energy that has been the summer eclipse season. And Mercury will be quite strong this week as it stations forward. So FYI, the trickster will be out to play. Uh, But Mercury will not officially leave this retrograde shadow period until August 14th. And that will be shortly after it will square Uranus, or and then shortly after it will square Uranus uh, and then trine Jupiter. So basically, that will help set into motion much of those internalized realizations of the retrograde retrograde period uh, into the outer world, especially because August 11th, we have Uranus stationing uh, the same day Jupiter stations. So um, yes, so hold space for the Mercury story to continue then. Now, on Wednesday, the bottom line is it is an eventful yet shifting sort of day. As much is taking place, and even if it is not happening externally, the inside is churning and burning at this time. And the upcoming Venus-Uranus square uh, and the Chiron trine, which I'm going to talk about here in, in a moment, are also getting activated this day as the moon conjuncts Venus midday. And so the Uranian energy can definitely stir the pot and will likely to be doing so after our feeling selves align with the desires of Venus. So do not be surprised if a want or some sort of relationship shakeup is what causes a bit of unsettled energy at this time. But this is the meat of the week, so pay attention to what is coalescing uh, on Wednesday. Now, on Thursday, the moon is in Leo still, uh, now in her waxing cycle here, and she'll make a trine to Jupiter and then a conjunction to Mars. But also that day, we have Venus now in Leo squaring Uranus and Taurus, and she will also be making a trine to Chiron. So just to recap, you know, Venus is that relationship energy where we open up and attract things in, how we balance and harmonize our lives or act with grace, you know, um, very feminine type of qualities. And same with creative energy. Now, once again, we have that square. Like I said earlier, it's friction. These are events. Things are activated. And they're activated with Uranus, which I have already shared information on. Now, she will also be trining Chiron at the same time. And of course, Chiron are those triggers that we have and where we have healing opportunities because maybe something triggers us to gain wisdom uh, through whatever it is that we are experiencing. And with a trine, you know, there are no obstacles and all boundaries are are removed. So Venus is trining with this healing opportunity that may trigger us and squaring with Uranus, which is definitely a trigger. (laughs) So, um, you know, and just a little heads up, I'm putting these two together, but the trine happens on Thursday uh, to Chiron, and then the square to Uranus happens on Friday while we sleep. But we're going to pair them together because I think that they're going to execute together. Um, And just a little heads up that, you know, this might be a continuation of a story that last had progress on July 8th when Venus made a sextile to Uranus and a square to Chiron. So there might be part of the story that is uh, moving forward in that Venusian energy. 
And so our gal Venus is on the coattails of the sun as she comes around to make the same aspect that our solar awareness made over last weekend and in the early part of this week. So where the sun is lighting things up for conscious integration, Venus can now come around and open up or harmonize with whatever it is we have encountered. Now, that doesn't mean it will be easy, per se, as she is combust the sun and may get a little toasty and lack vision underneath the intensity of those rays. Yet, luckily, she has to defer to the solar energy anyways uh, because she is in the sign of the sun. So I think she will be informed in her movements enough to make them helpful. Now, there is an energy of luck at play, yet it may require some sudden storms and a death of the old in order to shake some things up and find wisdom through experience and the self-assertion of our desires. Now, Venus will go on to trine Jupiter next week. So if things feel a little off balance at this time, know that there is growth and a passionate inspiration just around the corner. So once again, shake off that old in the world of partnerships, creative projects, and really whatever is keeping uh, you from the harmony of the heart. For if we clear the path now, this basically sets us up for the luck that is down the road. So the bottom line for Thursday is, is that we wake up with a little pep in our step as the Leo moon trines into Jupiter, and we are ready to get things moving. And that midday conjunction to Mars also turns up the heat, making this an inspired day for action paired with enthusiasm. And so I think we will be feeling good and ready to shake some things up about life, but mainly if we are in our heart centers, because if we are not, you know, this could be a day of drama as well. Now, on Friday, basically, we don't have any aspects for the rest of the week, so it's all moon business from here on out. So Friday, we have the moon in Virgo, and she will trine Uranus. And so the bottom line for Friday is is that our lunar lady moves into the discerning practicality of Virgo, and she furthers the Uranian agenda in a pragmatic way as we emotionally turn the pieces of our lives around and attend to fixing what needs fixing in order to cultivate a greater efficiency in our foundation. And this can definitely be a day where there is an ease around earthly solutions. So use this productive and innovative energy to help spruce up your everyday affairs. So I think Friday will have us rocking in the real world. Now, on Saturday, we have the moon still in Virgo. She will square Jupiter, trine Saturn, oppose Neptune, trine Pluto, and sextile Mercury. And so the bottom line for Saturday is that holy moon day. There is a lot of action in the lunar skies, so there may be a bit of an emotional roller coaster or a day of many feelings as we encounter several influences in one day. It can feel like a couple days in one, basically. Now, I'm doing a record show uh, this day um, where I'm selling records and I'm doing a DJing event, which actually starts right as the moon opposes Neptune. So how perfect is that for a music show? You know, Neptune is very much about music. So I will be in that dreamy land of music, yet for everyone, there may be a lower energy at play and, you know, one where we just want to escape into our imaginations or a good movie or book or, or, you know, make some music ourselves or write or, you know, just something to where we get to uh, dive into that, um, you know, behind the veil type of energy. Now, the Plutonian energy later on helps to shift the earthly dynamic as well. Uh, 
as we feel the changes taking place inside um, and out. And then Mercury, who is now direct, has the opportunity to understand all the bits and pieces of our emotional puzzle later in the evening. So I think Saturday is going to be an emotionally uh, productive day. Now, on Sunday, the moon is now in Libra and will make a sweet sextile to Venus. And so the bottom line for Sunday is is that we close out the week with the moon seeking harmony in Libra. And this is likely a day of fun and relaxation where we can socialize with our friends and our loved ones. So take a load off and lighten up a bit because it will nurture the spirit. And take in some beauty or discuss your desires with others. But basically open up to this sweet day for connection, as I think it will be a rewarding and, you know, uh, connective way of closing out the week. So Sunday is definitely going to be a fun day, in my opinion. Now, to wrap it all up, you know, life is shaking up a bit as our awareness keys us into what needs changing in our lives, just in time before we plant the seeds of our heart's intentions at the new moon. And so the key is to destabilize the old and disturb any built-up sediment that is weighing us down so we can make room for the massive growth spurts that lie ahead. Okay, so now let's take a look at the cards because they always add a little something-something to, you know, what I'm talking about. And so this week I drew the Seven of Wands as the focus and the High Priestess as the grounding. Now, with the Seven of Wands as the focus, this week is all about standing your ground and holding space for your creative goals and fiery passions, even if there is resistance from outside of you or from doubt in your own ability on the inside. So perseverance is needed at this time, and we will have to embrace healthy competition in the world in order to reach the successful outcomes we desire. Now, with the high priestess as the grounding, where we are standing our ground and holding space comes from an intuition or a knowing that has been gently nudging us along on the inside. And now we have to honor that with a determined spirit in the outside world. Keep in mind, you know, all this is taking place in fixed signs, so it needs that perseverance and that determination. And uh, hopefully that wisdom of a higher power that is pushing us forward at this time um, you know, even though we don't have validation or evidence about what still awaits us down the road, you know, just aligning with that wisdom uh, will help move us forward rooted in, uh, you know, a knowing that will, that's, some because sometimes that's all you have. Sometimes all you have is a knowing and you just have to go on it. And that's where that courage of that seven of wands and that persistence comes in. Now, last but certainly not least, this show is brought to you by this week's Animal Ambassador, the gorilla. Hey, the gorilla's loose. So here we have another primate show up again with a reminder to compassionately listen to those we love, especially if they are family, a significant other, or a cherished member of our soul tribe. Now, with Leo season underway, it can be easy to stay wound up in our own business. Yet connecting with the ones we love is crucial, especially in times of change. For bonds need nourishment and encouragement in order to keep connections fresh and long-lasting. So let's not take our loved ones for granted this week, and instead listen intently to what they have to say so the relationships can get up to date with the current emotional barometer. 
Because Venus is trining Chiron and squaring Uranus, after all. So reconnect, shake off residual relational static, and reinvent your bonds with others through a compassionate and caring approach. All right, everyone. So just an update on my Patreon after much ado. (laughs) Starting August 1st, I will have two new tiers on my Patreon page. The first one will offer show notes to my forecasts each week so you can read my astro reports and refer back to them throughout the week. Or if you aren't able to listen to the program, you can just get a quick glance at the week ahead. Now, the second offering I have uh, up will be a monthly video webinar offering that I call Astro Storytime. And so I'm going to share stories and charts from the lives of people, mundane events, or whatever sparks my interest and can serve as a valuable teaching tool. So if you are interested in looking at charts and seeing how I dissect things personally, consider signing up for this new offering. And so these Patreon changes will be reflected on the site in the early part of this week. And by the new moon, everything will be switched over. Uh, So I do hope to see you there. Now, if you are still a part of my tarot subscription, we are in our last week and our last spread. So last week we worked on manifesting stability, and this week we are going to be working on nurturing happiness. What a way to go out. <laughs> so if you want to find out more about my Patreon uh, and check out these new offerings, you can do so over at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. Okay, now let's meet our guest. All right. I am so happy to welcome this week's very special guest. We have James David Wade here. Hi, James. Hi. We're talking live in my living room right now. <laughs> Uh, and James has been on the podcast before. He's been on a couple times, uh, and we always have fabulous conversations, not only on the podcast, but in life. That's what we do, right? We get together and we just yeah. talk. We we explore so much of the mysteries of the universe together. Isn't that the truth? I feel like we, like, James comes over, he knocks on my door, and rather than him entering my house, we're really just entering a rocket ship. That is about to take us. <laughs> I literally just thought we're like space cadets. <laughs> this is brilliant. So we are space cadets today. Uh, but we're going to be actually talking about the light of the sun because I was, you know, it, this is a fortuitous moment because I was like, oh, who am I going to have on the podcast this week? Yesterday I was thinking, I kind of want to do a sun episode because it's Leo season. We don't talk about the sun just as the sun too often, you know, kind of take it for granted just being there. And so everything actually kind of fell into place uh, because James and I were supposed to hang out today and we're like, let's do it. Let's talk about that sun. Totally. (laughs) Exactly. So before we talk about the sun, though, uh, for those who uh, have not listened to James speak with me before, James, will you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part that I always forget about. Yeah. Uh, um, so I am, um, I am an astrologer and a medium and I am someone who focuses on understanding the nature of reality and understanding how we are all connected and our greater sense of unity and how we're connected in the heart and how it's always love that connects us all. Yes. Spoken like a true Pisces and why, (laughs) 
And while we're space cadets together, we get to put our Pisces energy and our water energy together and, and, and the Sagittarius ninth house things. And we are just in our own world and I love it. Um, so I'm glad to have James back here with me so we can talk about the sun. But before we do that, of course, I'm doing my series about what sparked people's interest to get into astrology. So I'm going to put James on the spot one more time uh, about, you know, what, what was that initial spark that was like, oh, what is this? What planets? This is interesting. What, what, what was that for you? Well, um, honestly, there was, there was always a little bit of interest growing up because I would read the horoscopes in the newspaper and I always found them to be interesting, but never like, I never made a big deal out of it because it just was like, okay, that's cool. And I moved on. But then like, um, probably around 2012, I first started looking into astrology mm. and downloaded uh, time passages and began to notice that it was more than what I ever thought it was. And yet I wasn't to a place where I could really like delve into it until uh, 2016. And in 2016, I began to explore astrology through the lens of meditation. And as I meditated upon astrology, it started to click within me and come together like this uh, constellation of understanding mm. that helped me to have a, a clear image of who I am and who we are and how, how everything is connected and mm. nothing is separate from anything else, that we're all one in that great constellation of of beingness. Mm, I love constellation of understanding. My, yeah. my ears like perked up. I'm like, oh, I like, I like that. Because that's really what uh-huh. astrology seems to bring. It brings understanding. Totally. It brings enlightenment. It brings connectedness uh, with something uh, in greater purpose for the most part, you know, or at least that's what I get from astrology. Um, and it's a great tool to connect that way through it. So, here we have yet another story. Do you remember what your first astrology book was? Just curious, because I know you like to read. Um, I couldn't point out one, uh, simply because when I truly became interested in astrology, I read just about everything Did I you could get your find. Hand? <laughs> and I read probably at least a dozen books. Um, they were all more of a modern orientation or a psychological orientation um, or even like spiritual or mystical. And then uh, eventually I began to study more of the traditional ideas. And that's been my orientation um, as of late. I actually am just now coming back into astrology after kind of taking a break from it for a year mm-hmm. to reflect on life a bit. <laughs> I decided to be the moon for a while mm-hmm. instead of the sun. And um, and I think that that time period of reflection has allowed me to see how um, valuable astrology is in seeing the, um, the intricate ways by which everything, our, everything connects uh, through our identification of um, the world around us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just if if I have moments of silence when I'm with, <laughs> with James, I always have these like, I'm like taking it all in. So I feel like your Sag ascendant just gives ideas that I'm like, hold on, hold on. 
I gotta, I gotta wrap this rocket ship around. <laughs> I gotta wrap my rocket ship around this concept for a second. Oh. Well, you know, also though, I would say that uh, certain people mm-hmm. uh, bring that out in me, and mm-hmm. you're one of them. Yes. So uh, it is the brightness of your inner sun that allows me to reflect on the greater truths of the universe. Oh. Well, and that's what we're talking about here today, right? The sun. The sun, the the center of everything. Uh, as, as far as our, um, you know, if we if it wasn't for the sun, we wouldn't have any of these planets circling around in this gravitational force. We wouldn't have the light of day that lights up everything on Earth that allows plants to grow, that allows, you know, I mean, this is a central mm-hmm. force of existence, totally. right? And um, we can kind of take it for granted that it's just there. <laughs> we complain about it. The world's getting too hot. <laughs> you know, those types of things. But, I mean, James, in, in your mind, what is the central principle of the sun or the purpose? Or Yeah. The very first thing that comes to mind um, are two statements from um, the pattern on the trestle board from the uh, BOTA, which is a mystery school. And it says... Um, well, I'll say the, the first three principles on that. And it is, uh, this is truth about the self. All the power that ever was or will be is here now. I am a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Mm. And those are, those are some of the most profound statements because they literally identify that sense of the inner light that is perpetually um, existing as an eternal being. Um, and the final statement on the, of the pattern on the trestle board says, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Hmm. And so it's that statement of eternal now and beingness combined with um, the true will of the universe to goodness and all the things that we know as goodness and how everything in life is an operation of goodness in and of itself, whether we are aware of it or not. Hmm. Because <laughs> it's that how it's the sustaining principle of life. Yeah, exactly. It, because without it, there wouldn't be any, right? Yeah. They're just and then we wouldn't be talking about this right now <laughs> if there was no sun. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we actually spent a lot of time before we even got on this, uh, you know, recording talking about all types of things. But actually, getting to the principle of the eye and the self and the sun mm-hmm. and and what that looks like on a couple of different levels. Um, because it is that sustaining center, essentially. It is that life-giving force. We, we need that. Uh, it's the, it, it, but it can get misconstrued, and I think that's what we were talking about mostly, is trying to find the center of the self, but not get caught up in uh, any falsehoods or, you know, what it takes. Because that's the thing with the sun is, and sun sign astrology, like you were just saying how when you were younger, you'd look at the things and you're like, oh, this is cool, but, you know. Because it takes a lot to get to the sun, right? At least in your yeah. own chart. Like, this is consciousness. This is awareness. This is that central nugget. And if it, and it's just not always just readily there available for us, is it? <laughs> well, um, It is and it isn't. It, it, it depends, you know? It depends on the perspective of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the most important aspects of the sun is remembering that the sun rules the heart. Mm. And so where is the king or, you know, queen enthroned? It's in the heart. That is where royalty is enthroned. 
um, within our being. So the center of expression for the primal will to good that eternally creates and sustains the universe is found within the heart. Mm. Yes. And it is Leo season. As we're, actually, James and I are recording this a little early, so it's about to go into Leo season in a couple hours as we're talking about that. Yeah. But And that's the kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about the sun and to get us back to that solar principle as we're going through, you know, these next 30 days of transits where it is all about the heart and, and the sun and coming to that awareness and getting to that centralized peace that is so in, intrinsic to our being um, but can be masked in many layers of yes, uh, uh, wrapped in different beliefs. We were talking about that, like un- unpackaging certain beliefs that we hold to get to the nugget, you know, all that. And and also, um, it's also the sense of identity. Mm, yes. Because like the the ego, because like in my, in my natal chart, um, I have the sun conjunct the north node in Pisces. And that represents this idea of the inner truth being obscured or hidden because where the North Node is, that's where eclipses occur. Mm-hmm. And so what that would represent for um, someone like myself might be um, this sense of obscuring the truth of the, of the self with a false self. Mm. And how the false self is um, all the ways in which I have misidentified with the world rather than the truth of my identity being um, that that oneness, that unity. And um, I think that I only want to go so far in speaking about these things because there are definite, um, definite areas that I would want for myself to discover on my own. Yes, yes. And we were talking about that with the... With the sun, because the sun is essentially a point of authenticity, mm-hmm. and no one else can really ever uh, define that for you. Or, you know, so the sun is very personal. It's so personal in its expression. Um, and that is, that's kind of a key piece here. And we could talk about suns all day, suns in this sign, suns in that sign. Suns conjunct the North Node, but there's so many different ways that that can manifest itself, and really, it comes down to one's own authentic, like inside kernel or nugget or the heart, you know, that heart center. And it'll be a very personal process for anybody that's trying to get to the sun. We're all trying to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it helps give that purpose and that vitality and that uh, the consciousness of the identity, like you're saying, and who right, we are. Totally. Um, it's also like the sun, the sun is a symbol of truth. And um, honestly, at the end of the day, it's um, what is truth. It is, um, it is knowledge that, uh, uh, that one has gained for oneself. <coughs> so mm-hmm. truth is self-knowledge. And so we, we all have our own self-knowledge, um, but that self-knowledge is often hidden uh, beneath a, a layer of um, self, uh, like the, well, just ignorance of self. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. it's a lack of knowledge. And so um, there's actually a, a scripture, because I studied the Bible for a long time because I was very religious at one point. And it's in Hosea, and it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm, interesting. Right, because the idea is that um, because they do not know 
who they are, mm-hmm. they are perishing. And so each of us are being called from within to know ourselves. And to know ourselves, uh, truly, I believe, is to know ourselves through the eyes of everyone. Well, I think that's, and that's, it's weird. That might sound para- paradoxical in a sense, because the the center of the self is so personal. But a lot of times to get there, you know, we have to work through the lenses of what's outside of us and the interactions that we have with other people. And actually, I was going down this uh, line of thought in my mind earlier when we were uh, running through a lot of different ways to look at the sun. And I started thinking about the sun having its domicile in Leo, having its exaltation in Aries, and these two fire signs, which are very, um, you know, they're they're hot and dry. They're separative. They know what it. They're contained in their own self, and they're burning their own fires, right? Versus more, um, uh, you can call it challenging uh, placements for the sun would be that Libra and that. Uh, Aquarius when it's in its detriment and its fall. And so I was like, why is that? And so I started to think about like the air signs as being uh, just connecting signs because they're moist. They connect with other people. They, uh, you know, go back and forth. It's a little bit less of that self and that self-containedness. And it's more about, let me see with the other. And so sometimes we can lose ourselves within that. I mean, a lot of our people have, including myself, I've lost myself in another or like maybe get you might discover that when you break up with someone, right? I'll just use relationships for an example. You break up with someone and all of a sudden you like regain a sense of self, right? You're like, oh, I forgot this about myself or now I know this about myself. And and so I was just thinking on those two principles together. Um, I Yeah, I don't know how to wrap that all up. I think that like a, a, a really, <laughs> a really um, well, I'm not gonna say really, but it's more like my my understanding of it would be kind of looking at it like this. Um, together, this is what we are. And then as individuals, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. So as individuals, we are um, each um, one. And then together, we make one, two. Yeah. And so the two become one, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that sense of um, identity and knowing that, um, yes, I am. And also I am <laughs> as, you know, that that un- union of um, selves uh, and, and then becoming a new self. So two selves become one self. It also goes into like the idea of, um, you know, um, pregnancy and uh, the fertilization of, um, you know, and um, the egg and the sperm. And it's that idea of uh, two individual selves becoming one self or two cells becoming one, one cell. cell. Uh-huh. That then multiplies into many cells, but they're contained within one cell. So, okay. You know, one, one big membrane of selfhood. Yeah. So, so, I guess what I was trying to say, based on your analogy, which helped put it together in my mind, is that, you know, like the sun in Libra there is like, in it. I mean, it's in its detriment in the classic sense of the self, the self-contained that we were just uh-huh. talking about with the fire. But like the way you put it, it finds itself through that meeting with the other and those two cells exactly. coming together. And the same with Aquarius. It finds itself with its meeting through society and groups and, right. and connecting with the larger. Right. Yeah. So so it's it, the, the detriment part or the fall part is not so much. It's just taking away from what we think of the sun as itself and that self-contained I. It's, well, it depends on the ego, right? Yeah. So the ego seeks to constantly individuate, mm-hmm. whereas the true self 
is constantly seeking to relate and to understand the self as a component of something, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like that saying of, um, I am and also I am mm-hmm. and never I am and you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing, the, the whole <laughs> the whole sun principle, because we have to unwrap it in layers. We have to get past the ego component of it. Because, I mean, that's that's a reality with sun. Like, when you see people that are very uh, brash and egoic in, in many ways, uh, you know, that's the sun speaking. Maybe a little sun-Jupiter action if you got a little extra. Um, or that's what I've just noticed uh, when, like... I mean, we could look at our president. We're not going to talk about him, but I'll just use that as an example. Use your own imagination there. But that can be part of that solar principle that maybe goes towards, you know. Well, no, I think that's a great example because Donald Trump also has the sun conjunct the North Node. Yes. um, And I do too. And it was actually, um, that's a really essential understanding of this because it can go either way Mm -hmm. in the sense that it it can become... Um, the opposite thing, the false self that says um, me, 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 and the um, the true self is in lost in a lot of lies mm. because any sense of separation um, truly is a lie because we are never separate. We're always connected and we're connected through that understanding of unification. Mm. And as we unify, we are known to ourselves as one. Instead of like that sense of separation, which is so evident in everything that uh, Donald Trump represents in that he is actively um, engaging with that false self, Mm -hmm. um, which is um, the great liar that lives within all of us, really, Mm. but is uh, much easier to witness um, whenever the light can't be seen. And so one who is living from the false self is always going to seek what it can get from everyone rather than realizing that how can everyone benefit together? Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting because I'm like, I totally agree with what you're saying in, in the, the, the falsehood there. But at the same time, on a collective level, they brought everyone together. He, he is serving, he is serving his exactly. solar purpose. And so it's it's weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we see once again this kind of like mm-hmm. mixture of uh So the true yeah. the true intention of the soul is always carried out no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. But everyone has their own choice as to how that happens. Yeah. And his choice is um clearly uh to um or seemingly to intentionally um separate things, mm-hmm. um, mentally separate and compartmentalize things, the sun and Gemini. Sun and Gemini, conjunct Uranus. Uranus and the North Node, Node yeah. whereas um, the potential there would be uh, to unify and to bring the country together, in a sense, to address how, um, what are all the many possibilities in which we could address things that might be potentially... Um, if someone believed in, you know, secure, those security issues, how to address those things in a way in which everyone wins rather mm. than us versus them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now that's that's interesting because I feel like that's you know we're kind of in that space a lot here. Uh, there's a lot of egos rising mm-hmm. all over the place on either side of anything, you know, because it's all the ego wants to fight, right? For fight for the eye, for fight for the control. Yeah, so that's what, and that's probably a lot of the Capricorn element that's currently going on in in the world. But pair that with the solar element too, mm-hmm. and you know those two things absolutely go it together. Is. It is that fight for control. It's the fight for the control of the inner eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you realize that there's no, there's nothing to fight for, then that realization is, oh, like there's a greater eye that I can become aware of. And this greater I is that primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. And everyone wins. That's the beauty of life Mm. that is witnessed when we look into the true self through those eyes from the heart. Yeah. And it takes awareness to get there. And so once again, we're back at the, the solar principle and gaining the conscious awareness to know something or to even realize that truth to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, <laughs> so we have to get to that sun. Um, so let's talk about some of the sun qualities, just if we were to like have some keywords, you know, traditional astrology keywords here. Mm-hmm. Like we have vitality, right? It's the, the sun and the moon are part of our vital nature, mm-hmm. just uh, overall. And we'll talk about the moon's component here in a little bit because obviously the moon and the sun are very integral <laughs> into our existence, aren't they? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, also, I mean, the sun kind of takes on that quality of, of the hero of our journey, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the only true, it's the, it's the one true king, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's always the hero. The hero is always like the sun, uh, whether or not, like we, whether or not we allow ourselves to realize it or not, yeah. Um, and so, knowing that the sun is always the true victor, that the soul is always the victor, no matter what, mm. is the most empowering knowledge that anyone could ever have. That you, fine, you know, do what you want. Um, Think that you are hurting people. Think that you are destroying the world. Think that you are separating everyone and breaking everything apart. But the truth is, is that your actions create an even stronger bond. Just like what occurs when there's a traumatic experience. A traumatic bond strengthens a connection. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't break it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love being James just got a rush of energy and like his whole body jolted. He's like, ah. <laughs> that's, yeah, so we are, we're playing that role. Uh, we're not playing, it's not playing a role, but it's trying to, to get to the center of our hero. Understand you know, our understand role. Understand our role. I mean, you see it all the time, obviously, in Joseph Campbell's work. And of course, <sighs> that was translated into it Star so Wars. Perfect. Star Wars is basically derived from Joseph Campbell's work and the hero's journey. And For sure. Yeah. And so we're all on that journey. It doesn't matter if you were, and that's the thing we talk about sect and charts with being a day chart or a night chart. And I think that's very prevalent. And I use that in my own work. But I think that we all, no matter if you're born day or night, need to still get to that solar principle because mm-hmm. that is part of our our journey and our hero and sometimes that might need to be reflected through the moon maybe for more night people um but any people really but maybe more night than m- most but we all need to get to that solar awareness and that that hero and that identity or because those things you know 
the identity and, and the the hero uh, archetype that we put on ourselves that is setting up our purpose and our goals and what it is we are lit up to go after in life, right? I mean, right. And and then the, another dynamic of it too is a sense of um, you know this idea of karma mm-hmm. um, and our actions and how they create bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you have like, quote unquote, negative karma, it's like a traumatic bond. Whereas okay. if you have good karma, it's karma that's created through this idea of uh, memory or remembrance of um, the goodness that you have done. And then there's the truth that is somewhere in the middle of that. <laughs> that says, oh, wait a minute. No one is actually creating a bond either way, perhaps. But I'm not saying anything else about that. Yeah, no, that's interesting. My mind went a couple places with that. Uh. <laughs> but, it's all, but at the end of the day, the most important thing I will say is that it is always love. And so I think that that's something that we should keep, keep ourselves mindful of and never think that there's any need to choose a path of destruction because mm. it's unnecessary. Yeah, destruction, or like Jack was saying last Chaos. week, the, the hubris, you know, because that's another uh, element of it. But uh, think about it, you know, if we go back to the mm-hmm. energy of Leo and Leo representing that sun, Leo is love and the joy uh-huh. and the authenticity that we were talking about here. But it's also about, um, you know, the inner authority and like a, a different type of father principle that we live in. Because we do have the father principle of Saturn and maybe that more disciplined, like I got to get this together, put a structure around it type of thing. But then there's also the authority of the sun. Uh, and that comes into that true authority, that self-authority, that identity. Um, so that you, you know, because in mundane astrology, the sun is, would be the head of the state, like Donald Trump, like we're talking about here. Um, and so it, it's the head of our state. And like the king and queen that you were just talking about. He's got a he's got an idea. I see it swirling. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just actually like something that I became um, you know, aware of is that what if it's um that there are two fathers within us all, and mm. one father we think is the father who's punishing us, and the other father we see is the father who is rewarding us and encouraging us. Yeah, encouraging. That's the word I'm looking and, for. And um perhaps um the father um who we think is punishing us, um perhaps isn't even really there Mm. unless we believe that that's who that father is. Or we remember that kind of like what you were saying before. Um, Exactly. And that principle of in, um, you know, in spiritualism or unity, there's often like this idea of uh, father, mother, God. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this idea of even if your earthly experience with your parents was anyway, whatever way it was, um, know that there is a higher self version of your parents living within you, and they are your good, good father, your good, good mother, who are working within you to establish the truth of goodness and love in your Mm. heart. Oh, I love that. I love that as a cancer son. Because really, I've had to do that with my own relationship with my my mother. Because, you know, I don't, uh, I'm not sure 
the, the nurturing that I would have preferred, you know, deep down on a soul level maybe came right. through that. And so then that comes to the, you know, stepping into your own authority to become that pr- parent for yourself. And through that awareness, I've learned how to nurture myself more in the way that uh, I would like to be nurtured, that more can't, because I was born with a Capricorn moon. My mom's very uh, Capricorn in nature. You know, there is kind of that, I know she loves me, but there's there's a separateness, you know? And so my solar identity as a Cancer sun has been working into the the more emotional, more showing joy, showing nurturing for other people rather than being like, I'm doing my own thing. Leave me, you know? <laughs> and so my own solar journey has been kind of about that mothering principle and that nurturing quality and stepping into the awareness of, of that and the needs of the self within that. And so, but that's me as a sun in cancer, you know, uh, versus the sun in Pisces or sun in Scorpio. So we have water suns. So maybe let's talk about the suns within different elements. You're a water sun. How do you feel as a Pisces sun or what's extracted from that? Well, I mean, I can only speak for this Pisces sun. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And so um, that is my truth, though. Like what I was sharing is that sense of, um, and that's the truth that I have. Um, there, there has definitely been a battle within myself to come to realizing those um, that understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, that's even been more intense lately. Um, and then I think that as that energy is really heating up within me, it's caused me to realize that there is always a choice for um, doing the good, you know, whatever it is that brings you true true joy. Um, and that's not about good or bad or right or wrong or good or evil. It's simply like acknowledging that the, the, the closer you are to truth is where you're going to find the greatest joy. Mm-hmm. Because it's always going to be connected to the heart. And so um, it's kind of like this idea of, there are just some things that I'm not really like wanting to go into because for good reason. And so I'm going to kind of like uh, step aside from, some, <laughs> of these, from some, some of the things that I would say here and just kind of allow, um, allow what I've said to be enough on that. Well, okay. So let's look at, let's look at the water suns just in general, and we'll put together our meaning of that, you know, a solar purpose. I feel like I didn't answer your question. I'm sorry, but like, well, well, I get, I did. I just like, I was just like pointing everyone to what I already said because I, yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say within the solar component with water signs is that that awareness and that what that identity is getting to um, and that authenticity is aligned with an emotional component. It's aligned with a uh, um, emotional, a connective component. Because like air, you know, water also is about connections with other people, emerging emotionally with other people. And so water suns in general, no matter what your story is, because they're all different, is coming back to an emotional awareness that is coming right. out through it. Well, that's actually an, a, a really interesting point too, because it's this idea of what are our emotions and what gives us the capacity to experience emotions to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I was recently reading about this and trying to comprehend um, what where emotions arise from. And from what I concluded was is that it's it's very um, ingrained, deeply ingrained 
grooves within your psyche from thought patterns. And so the more deeply ingrained a thought pattern is, the greater the intensity of one's emotions. Yeah. And so if someone has had a life filled with either great joy or great suffering, they're still going to have that same depth Mm -hmm. of emotions, which allows them to channel their uh, truth and their vitality into the world. Um, However, it might be more difficult for someone who's experienced a lot of trauma to get to a place of wanting to channel it in um, the in a in a sense of what we would call goodwill, mm-hmm. um, or maybe not. It might be the exact opposite because you see often that people who have had very easy lives tend to really like express a lot of that sense of self centeredness, whereas people who have experienced a lot That's of trauma true. are more aware of how pain influences and affects the world. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's actually quite the opposite. In fact, now that I've said it, um, this was very like impromptu. Yes, so. we're, we're very impromptu so, today. So stay with us yeah. <laughs> as um, we get through it. Well, but okay. So how about the sun? So sun and fire signs to me, like when I think of sun and fire signs, cause the sun is like the principle of like radiance and warmth. And, and so put the sun in a fire sign. And so we just have like extra, you know, like the, the vision. Ins- vision, inspiration, uh, just overall, just a zest for life, right? There's like a fire, like just the fires that burn within, like it's <laughs> the sun on steroids to some extent with under the fire signs, um, which, which can be good, you know, like, uh, some of the greatest performances we've probably seen have been through some Leo suns that are doing their thing out there. Or like the sun in Aries that is just like, I have this vision. I'm going to create this thing. And we have, you know, like we we need all that. But that solar principle seems to be more in that insp- <laughs> inspirational realm. In that uh, radiating that warmth and that heat. Are you getting warm just thinking about it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of internal uh, energy stuff going on right now. Uh, very good, uh, beautiful internal warm energy um, as we were speaking on this subject. Um, because I've been in a process lately, you know, to be authentic with everyone, of really discovering what the sun means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because my entire life I've experienced it as something else and something very painful, um, a traumatic bond, in fact. Um, for whenever I was eight years old, um, my father committed suicide. And so my thought of the archetypal father, which represents the inner king, Mm -hmm. the um, one sitting on the throne of the heart, is is that feeling of loss and, um, you know, suffering and pain. And, you know, it's been a process of transformation in coming to a new understanding of that for me. And instead, understanding that um, a, there is no death because everything is continuously just changing forms um, from one uh, form to another. Energy becomes uh, something from something. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that moment of death is a door that is the womb of creation. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the, one of the things that we spoke about earlier with Chiron is that Chiron's the wounded healer who teaches us that um, every wound is truly a womb from which healing flows through us into the world. New life is created through that. New truth comes forth. Mm-hmm. 
And what were you wrote something pretty good on the on Chiron and Aries? That's what it was. That was what. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I can read exactly. No, I I loved what you wrote down earlier. Uh, Oops. Because it find was my notes here. it was pretty fascinating because we do have a lot of Chiron transits that are happening right now, along with Uranus squares that are happening, and so there is that uh, Chiron and Aries component that is hitting us a, a, a lot right now, and so. What do you got, James? What I wrote was uh, Chiron and Aries is the realization that each um, that each of us may always choose to speak the most loving truth for ourselves. It's whether or not uh, one uh, takes things personally or chooses a higher perspective. What is needed for the moment is the question. And realizing that um, in this moment, um, for the highest good of everyone, what is the truth that is coming from the heart? Sometimes that looks like really like not love, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes it's tough love. Sometimes that is the truth rising mm-hmm. from the heart. And that's whatever the truth is rising from the heart, it demands courage from us because that is totally connected to the sign of Leo. It demands us to be courageous and brave and strong mm-hmm. in those moments and to not back down or stand down in the face of fear because the only enemy that lives within us is fear which is represented by saturn and so the way that we conquer our fears is by transmuting all of those lower truths into the golden truth of the sun which is in the heart which is love and unconditional love is our radiant truth always mm. yes precisely because we're going to be going through a lot of those things, I think, as we have some growth spurts here in August. We're trining into Chiron and Aries, which is taking on this uh, this independent initiative, this being able to speak one's truth, one stand in one's own awareness, uh, whether or not that uh, affects other people. Because that's the thing mm-hmm. is like it's. It would be easy if being authentic to yourself means you don't have to ever hurt anybody else or everybody else just happens to go along with it. And Or or being authentic yourself means that you don't have to change in some way because a lot of times fear comes through changing and the, or when a situation changes. And I think where a lot of that is happening at this point in time where we're going through extreme changes, we need the confidence and the courage in order to embark upon that um, and to stand in what it is we know. Yes. And I also think that it's um, a matter of perspective and saying that the only thing that ever changes is how we're looking at things. Yeah. Um, and so there are seven points of awareness within us, you know, the seven chakras that represent um, perspectives um, where we have Saturn at the lowest point is fear. And mm-hmm. then we have Mars, which is that sense of anger. And then um, at the solar plexus, we have uh interestingly enough, it is really Jupiter um, because, you know, it's that sense of truth. Um, And what is truth? Truth is to you, whatever your value system is. But there's a higher truth in the heart where the sun is really, sun's hiding is in the heart, is um, what is our truth here? Mm. You know, our one truth together as we unify, what is that truth? And what does that look like? And so as we rise up those energy centers, we become aware of where, what truth we're speaking from. And so that the only thing that ever really changes is our, our own point of reference all the time. All the time. All the time. Our own point of reference. And even going to the values. Our values change. Our values change over time when we realize what 
we become more consciously aware of what is really important to us or what or what the truth is or what it is that we right. want to embody not want to, oh, have to. That's the thing is the sun is not necessary. Once you're aware, I don't think it's as negotiable. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't I think know. that it becomes more of an extreme. Yeah. Because um, doing anything other than what's through the heart becomes incredibly painful for yes. one who is living from that space most of the time. Well, and painful for other people because I was, too, yeah. I was having that realization earlier where I was like, wait, you know, some of my toughest ego moments were when, when something didn't pan out for me that I wanted and maybe that mm-hmm. was through someone else. But really, like, through that process too is that if that person wasn't living in their own authenticity, that wasn't helping my authenticity at all either, you know? Like, we, so, it's, so we have these painful situations that exist sometimes within other people mm-hmm. when, we're, when we're all trying to get to our own solar purpose and live that. Right, exactly. And I think that like one good analogy that helped me quite a lot in understanding all of this is uh, thinking about nature mm-hmm. and how nature is. And if you, um, if someone were walking through the woods and they came upon um, a bear cub or a couple of bear cubs playing, um, and then a mother bear suddenly appeared and just, you know, mauled that person, um, how would you? How would one view that? Um, and interestingly enough, it's like this idea of Ursa, um, Ursa Minor and Ursa Major being this constellation mm-hmm. representing the bear. The bear. <laughs> and um, and for some reason in my mind, I associate that with can- with cancer too, in a way, because this idea of mother bear, mm. right? Um, and so I'm thinking about it from that perspective and saying, so to the person who was mauled by the bear, that was a very root chakra experience. Because that's a survival moment. Are you, am I even going to live? And so their truth is authentic already. But like our goal for, our, for achieving a state of balance in life is to be able to constantly live from the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get to that place is to make each place the heart. Mm. So like then we're changing all of the lead into gold. And we're creating a heart space within each of our energy centers. <laughs> His face is classic right now. He's got the wide-eyed little... Uh, and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. how many yeah. people... Why not? Well, I'm thinking about wow. how many people, including myself, at times, right. you know... It's turning it all you into know, love. Well, you know what the heart wants. You know what the heart wants or what it it's craves, but then the the things that we were just talking about, <laughs> wow. where like fear gets in the way, or a, <laughs> other parts of ourselves get in the way from what it is that we know, you know, deep down, and and that to me is more of that solar principle. Um, and rose, I mean, a rose by any other name is still a rose. It's still a rose. Still right. a rose. Oh wow! And so people can live their whole lives knowing something deep down, but not having the courage or the confidence or the uh, you know the personal authority to step into to that. And then maybe that's when those solar, like the really juicy bits of the solar identity, don't get to live themselves out because mm-hmm. they get masked by things. And there's always a, another opportunity to choose again. There is. There and it's is. never too late. But what does it always take? It seems to always take courage, right? It, it seems to always courage. take 
it's always it is you always have to Confidence. face well I, I think that is it actually corresponds to the to the chakra system mm-hmm. that whenever we can transmute each of those systems into I love and realize that they are all forms of love and what is love love is the um, eternal sustenance of um, the will to be and to exist and to perpetuate goodness in the world and so whenever we're coming from the root chakra, um, it's actually very helpful to understand that, oh, that this isn't bad that I feel what I'm feeling right now, but it's in fact an instinctual response Mm -hmm. of love to be safe. Mm, Yeah. And then the, um, the sacral chakra has that urge to create, to, to desire, to, you know, that longs to experience, um, the world, the juiciness of the world, the goodness of the world in that sense of like tangible experience and connecting to things in a um, sensual manner. And so that's a form of love too. And then we rise to the solar plexus and then we see that truth is love, you know, truth is love. And then to the heart, it is um, that sense of home. Home Mm -hmm. is love. Home is where the home heart is. Home is where the heart is. Right. My natal son in the fourth house. You yeah. Know, Mine and cancer. Right. Exactly. And so it's this idea of home is where the heart is. And then, um, you know, then we have this idea of um, the throat expressing. And then ultimately we realize, oh, it's all truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's where, what truth It's truth from here on up. <laughs> and, and, and then on down too. Yeah. It's all truth. It's all truth. It's all truth in a state of beingness. And so what truth am I aware, what truth am I living in? Mm-hmm. Because that truth that I'm living in is the reality I'm in right now. Yeah. Well, I think you're right about what truth am I aware of, too. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking about the, the, the observer and the state of these are observer earlier of like being an observer in life. And that is our awareness, essentially. And so, because that's the thing with the sun, I think we started out with this, too, is like, you can only be as aware as you are, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, and we spend our whole lives getting clues and nuggets of nuggets of awareness, right? We have these little tinges. And then, I mean, our, our, dare I say our stories would actually be kind of boring if we didn't have these little solar hits from time to time that awaken a new sense of conscious yeah. understanding and awareness about— It's an unending upward spiral of right? realization of truth Yeah. forever. Yeah, it never ends. It never ends. Well, since it never ends, let's talk about another thing that never ends, and that is the relationship of the sun and the moon together. Oh yeah, because we haven't sure. really talked about the moon much, and we uh, this this isn't about you, moon. This is a solar episode, but the two go hand in hand, right? So, James, what are the principles of the moon within the relation to the sun? And they're kind of dancing. Well, they do. I think that um, we have this idea of truth and love. And so I think that like also it's, an, it's something that I'm becoming aware of as we're talking about these things is that, um, you know, it's all about that whole relationship with something. And so without the sun, the moon is nothing. Yes. And so... Um, because the sun and, reflects, basically the moon reflects the sunlight. We have to remember that. That, that right. light we see is actually the solar light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. However, it is a container for that solar light. Mm-hmm. So without, um, without the solar light um, upon the surface of the moon, uh, the moon would not be known. And so therefore, it is an expression of beauty in that divine relationship. 
mm-hmm. of beauty being being seen. And so the only way that we can ever be seen is if we allow ourselves to be seen. Mm. And so um, what does that mean to be seen? It means to step away from that sense of beingness in and of myself and see myself in you. Mm. When I see myself in you, I see your beauty and I also see, see mine. mine. Yeah, because that moon is the reflection. The moon is a reflection of something. And really all the planets are. We have to keep in mind that any planet that we see, the only reason we see that is because the sun is shining its light on it. And so the principle of being seen, you know, in general is a very solar. Yes. You know. Yes. And then we see everything else through that. Yeah, that's true. That's true um, astronomically, except for um, like, um, like Jupiter is actually, Jupiter actually creates more electromagnetic energy than the sun. No, and so Jupiter, um, of is, course, it does. <laughs> outshines the sun in the sense that um, that's the that's the greater um, realization of um, the reality that we live in, and that relates to mm-hmm. our um, our understanding of things and how things fit together, mm-hmm. which forms our mm-hmm. own like value system or belief system or whatever you want to call it. Um, our operating system. Yeah. Um, I like that Our better. OS. Yeah, because like <laughs> our, the operating system of our reality is represented by Jupiter. And um, so that fits in with the sun being this idea of truth um, in, in the sense that it's awareness or knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the knowledge that's represented by the sun um, that uh, causes us to see more clearly. Mm. Um, yeah, and so the well, so the whole principle of the sun and the moon as well too is like always creating the cycles. It's, yeah, it's creating that awareness for us to dance between what seeds in with the sun, and then how it's reflected back to us by the time we get to the full moon. And so it's all there. The two are really integral together, but I feel like the sun is still the center stage there, which is very <laughs> the sun, right? <laughs> very sure. Leo, very center stage. Oh. My neighbor is just revving a motorcycle outside the door right now. So, (laughs) all right. Well, since we're doing this very impromptuly today, uh, I guess before we go, I mean, is there anything that you would uh, think off the top of your head about ways to encourage the solar self? I think that um, daring to be authentic is the most powerful thing I've ever done in my entire life. Mm. And it has truly liberated me from the feeling that I need to pretend to be someone I'm not. Mm. And having the courage to speak from my authentic self, my truth, no matter where it's arising from, allows me to know that it's always exactly perfect for where I am in life at that moment. Mm. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Take those solar words of wisdom (laughs) and put them in your pocket. Because we're going to need them for Leo season, because this is our time to step into that uh, for most of us. And like we said at the get-go, is like that truth and that authenticity will look different for everyone. And that's okay. And we can't take the ego side and uh, put our own truth onto someone else, because that doesn't work either. (laughs) So we just got to let us all shine our lights uh, the way that they are meant to be shown in our own uh, way and time, I suppose. And so, 
All right. Well, <laughs> we're really funny today because we actually ate some lunch right before we recorded this. Everything, we're kind of tired and sleepy, got many different agendas on the plate. And so we're just going to wrap this up right now because James has to go. So James, where can people find you before you leave? Um, they can find me. <laughs> well, um, my email address is jameswade1988 at gmail.com. And now I am very aware of my sense of wanting to create a new website. So that is in the works. <laughs> that is in the works. So you can mail him there. And of course, I'll keep that email on my blog post so you can see how to get in touch with James because he does have a lot of wisdom to share. Uh, so where can you find me? Well, you can find me on energeticprinciples.com and you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Energetic Principles. And of course, like I was saying earlier, my Patreon is currently changing over right now. Uh, so if you would like to go sign up and support for these new offerings, you can do so at patreon.com backslash energetic principles. And of course, if you think people need to know about the sun and its solar principle, and I mean, it is Leo season after all, you know, share the podcast, tell a friend, uh, spread the good word, or leave a review wherever it is that you listen to this podcast because it helps um, us all be seen, which is a very solar principle. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, I do consultations. So if you would like to talk about your sun more and the other factors of your chart, I'm available for that as well. So, all right, James, well, thank you for joining me here today. I really appreciate a uh, conversation with you as always. He's distracted. This I am. I'm sorry. Yes, I, I was distracted. Um, <laughs> the center has gone away. I was just saying bye to you, James. Oh, I love you, Melissa, and I'm so thankful for you. And everything that you have brought into my life has just been a beautiful gift that I witness every moment that I'm with you. And I am always, always, always made more aware of love every time I'm in your presence. Oh, well, that's speaking to my uh, Leo planets, and I love you too. <laughs> what a way to end the show. All right, well, we love you out there as well. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, may the stars be with you. Mm-hmm.